Hello, and welcome back to From the Heart Catholic Podcast, the official podcast for the Diocese of Salina. This is Jeff Andrews, Bill Mayer, Father Jared Conradi, and we are the Three Bald Guys. This show is all about evangelization, education, and everything in between. Thanks for listening. Christmas coming up, guys. Uh, well, Father, I guess you can't answer this, but we what are you going to buy? No, no, what not what are you going to buy? Like, what am I going to get? So, for Bill, my what what mass does your family usually go to? We're uh, we used to be Christmas morning, and I like that because you wake up in the morning and you go celebrate the joy of the world. But but we've become more uh, Christmas Eve people now. Uh, um, uh, huh? You don't like that? No, I just uh, I'm pretty biased. Uh, so we always. Did we always did night, um, and then the reality is there ne- there was no mass before midnight on Christmas, like for for a long time, and then after the Second Vatican Council, when the idea of celebrating a vigil, mass Father, this came was into supposed play. to be banter back and forth, <laughs> not, not you lecturing I'm us. Just saying, I'm just saying. I'm, I'm and not... now everybody goes Christmas Eve, so five o'clock mass is like you know out the doors. And Christmas morning is depressing, basically. Well, it's good because so we do Christmas morning, and um, I had and as a kid we'd always done Christmas Eve. I grew up Lutheran, and it's, we we did Christmas Eve, and I love going Christmas morning. It's what we do as a family. I don't know. It's just and then you know we go home, we cook some breakfast together, and um, yeah, yeah. I don't I don't know. So, I really like it. I, I agree with that too. I, I don't like the. I'm too old for the midnight mass, so I can't do that one because we're in bed by eight thirty or nine o'clock, I, and so that that's out of the oh, window. Yeah. I have but, not uh, seen midnight in. A yeah. couple of years. So <laughs> even I went on a guys' weekend earlier in uh, November. Went out to the seminary and visited uh, the seminarians. Was there, but then I hung out with one of my best friends from high school. Friday night, Saturday night, and Sunday night, I was there. Every single night, I fell asleep by eleven p.m. <laughs> like what? Like I like, hey guys, we're just gonna watch football, and I'm going to bed. So you have to pre pre game, and you have to nap. Oh, Man, you have to. Right. Sleep. I would definitely exactly. have to we do that. that. You, you have up. to. You open <laughs> presents. <laughs> You yep. open presents and then you nap and yep. then you wake up to nice. go to get ready and go to mass. Yep, there you go. What you do. Man. All right. All right, we're going to go ahead and get started. Welcome back to episode 12 of Three Bald Guys Podcast. Thanks for joining us. Father Jarrett, can you lead us in prayer? Let's pray in the name of the Father and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Loving God, we call upon your spirit to lead us and guide us. Always giving glory to you, leading others to come to know, love, and serve you more. And we praise you and thank you for all things through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. All right, guys, let's hop into this. Topic one is always robber or giver of energy. So, Father Jared, I'm going to start with you. What is something that gave you energy or stole some energy from you this week? And I feel like we say this all the time. We're always givers of energy. You got anything that robbed you, or you're always something giving you energy? Yeah, so some... Um, oh, I'm going to sneeze. <laughs> <laughs> that's, false alarm. That's false taking alarm. it. <laughs> right. We need that as a warning. If you listen to our last podcast, it's like, what warning label would we have? So, caution, <laughs> make sneeze. Um, I like to listen to podcasts, and I do most times when I'm in the car. And some of them are just enjoyable for me, but then there's one, like, inevitably, when I put something on that's faith based, specifically, it just, I find myself much more energized, much more focused in terms of actually open to the movements of the Holy Spirit in my life. And one of those for me is the Bible in a Year podcast by Father Mike Schmitz, which I know is super, super popular. A lot of people are already familiar with it. Um, but if you haven't, if you haven't done that one, it's uh, it's really good. Just a short podcast to listen to every day to go through the Bible if you've never read the Bible. 
I kind of fell off the train for a few months and kind of got back on. So inevitably, whenever I do, it's it's good. Uh, and so that's one. He's actually coming out with Bible or catechism in a year this next January. And so that's going to be cool to to have him go through the catechism and listen to that one as well. But the night train fell off the train. That's what I knew someone was going to say, <laughs> Bill, what's giving you energy? Well, uh, so I think uh, Angel Trees gives me energy. So when I look around in the stores and you, and you see a bunch of angel trees and at the beginning of the season, they're full. And in my mind, I'm always like, in the world we live in, no way those all get filled. And then inevitably by about this point in the year, you start to see most of the ornaments are gone and then they all get filled. And so just kind of reminds me that there's a lot of generosity out there for people and that people aren't just out there buying stuff for themselves, but they're giving to others. And so that, that gives me a lot of energy when I see those. I'm going to put you on the spot then, Bill. Did you give to our uh, Chantry staff family that we adopted yet, or our Catholic Charities I, I have not yet, but it's so on my Walmart pool thing. So. Socks or shirts or uh, some body wash for men for Catholic Charities. So. Yeah, I, I actually got it in my pool order for okay. tomorrow. It's, it's supposed to be, um, I'm going to pick it up, so yeah. Okay, good for you. Awesome. Uh, mine would probably be our, our Teachers Institute. So once a year, our teachers get together across the diocese. So we have about 200 of them that meet at Sacred Heart High School here in Salina. And we have a day of professional development. And so it's really good just to see everybody. This year it was on Veterans Day. And so we started the morning having our veterans stand up and recognizing them and thanking them for their service. And it's just good energy when you get all 200 people, all these teachers across the diocese to spend uh, you know part of their day together. Yeah. All right. Uh, moving on to our billion dollar question. It's time for the billion dollar question. So we're we're right around the Christmas season right now, and and one of the things that's cool is you know Christ is the light of the world. Um, how do we help others experience that joy and in that light that uh, everybody felt that very first Christmas day? And I'll set this up a little bit. I always imagine like the silence of the world, and then the you know the angels and and everybody erupting in their joy. Um, how how do we help others to experience that joy during Christmas? Oh, like I, I'm seeing in my, like I, in my head is playing Hark the Herald Angels yeah. Sing, like yep. glory Joy to the, the newborn world, king. Yeah, great, yeah, they're, they're awesome. Mine goes, so I'm, one of my favorite Christmas movies ever is Home Alone. But, and you know, Situ, well, it's a funny movie and probably extremely inappropriate that we have a, a kid stay home alone by himself for <laughs> days and robbers come. But um, we can bring the light of Christ to others in our daily interaction. So, you know, in that movie, when you see Kevin go into the church and he, he sits down with, with the old guy Marley there, and they have good interactions about what Christmas means. And I think we have to be able to do that, not just during Christmas time, but all the time in our daily interactions. People should be able to see see um, you light up when you talk about Christ. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, and I, I think of just the, the reality of the attractiveness of joy. So I think we're drawn to people that are joy-filled. And so as much as we can to make sure that we are focused on the truth of what we're celebrating and actually allow God's joy to, to, to play out through us. I think of just one of the ways that I try to do that is, uh, is throughout the entire season of Christmas to actually greet people in the Christmas greeting. And so often on December 26th, like I said, this last podcast, but we're, we've moved on, you know, it's now it's happy new year. Every time you see somebody, it's happy new year, happy new year. But I say, you know, Merry Christmas all the way up until the epiphany that I greet people with Merry Christmas. And they're always like, you're behind, you're behind the times. 
But the reality is we have an eight-day octave celebration as Catholics, which is eight days of celebrating the solemnity of Christmas. And then the season goes on for the, for the 12 up until the Epiphany. Um, and then some will say even up until the presentation on February 2nd is sort of the Christmas, the, the, what used to be the Christmas season. But I just think simple ways like that of exuding joy uh, through greeting, smiling uh, when we see people out in the public arena. Yeah, I was kind of thinking along the same lines as you, which scares me a little bit. But uh, <laughs> but I was thinking, you know, you you leave your Christmas lights up, you leave your Christmas tree up, and, and you may be the only one in your neighborhood that still has Christmas lights on after the 26th. But I think that's a great testimony, again, with the light and those sort of things. And, and uh, so that's kind of where I was headed to, is just continuing to celebrate the season all the way through, leave the tree up, leave the lights up. And, and it's not that you're too lazy to go you know, take your lights down. It's well, just that, uh, it might be that. Might, it might be a little <laughs> bit, but, uh, but I, I think, you know, it's a good testimony to like my kids as well is that, uh, you know, we're going to celebrate that all the way through. So, um, that would be what I was thinking. All right, let's move on to saints among us. Let's talk let's about talk the saints, about saints among us. All right. It's time for our diocesan shout out. Who did you see or encounter this week that, uh, was living out God's call for us to live. And I'm going to start us off. So I apparently was unaware of this, but uh, uh, my shout out goes to Jeff and Matea, so, uh, who actually came up to Beloit last week and visited our students at St. John's at our school uh, and actually gave presentations on kind of how to, how to treat people, how we treat people not only in the public but also online, um, so gave a talk to our kids and then also talked a little bit about uh, podcasting with our media class classes, I guess. And uh, so just that the beauty of what you guys did in that context, but I think especially to Jeff traveling around to all of the schools and giving talks like that is, uh, I think that the impact is beyond what you perhaps often realize. So I'd have to say too, Mateo, when we, uh, when, she was like, hey, we're going to go up on this day and do that. I'm like, okay. And I just thought, I'll go into a classroom and talk. I knew I was doing the other assembly, but I was like, yeah, I'll go into a classroom and we'll just answer some questions about podcasting. Matea then sends me like a 12-slide presentation. She's like, how's this look for it? And I'm like, oh, that is awesome. Think like there's actually a format to how we're going to do this. So um, I learned something about podcasting. Like she had percentages of uh, about how long some of them are, you know, what percentage are you know, 10 to 20 minutes, what percentages are over an hour, like how you get listeners. So she was able to show the classes, the data of the From the Heart podcast. Um, you know, we have listeners in Michigan, probably because of Bishop Vinky. But so, yeah, yeah that's cool. I thought that was pretty cool. All right, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shout out uh, Father Frank Cody. Um, he's helped us this last uh, month with our uh, uh, Advent uh, family challenge, and uh, he was willing to make some videos for us, and, and I know that took up a, you know, a good chunk of time, and, and just share his gifts. Uh, he has a cooking show that he's done, and, and around my house, we watch tons of cooking shows. We just find them somewhat therapeutic, or I don't know, they're just interesting, plus they're normally pretty safe and, and family-oriented, um, but he did an awesome job with the videos. I know it took some time to, to do those things, and so we appreciate him being willing to uh, do that for the diocese and, and for all the people across our diocese, so shout out to Father Frank Cody for doing that for us really well done too He's really got like well done help too. In making the videos like there's a um i'm sure there's a technical term for this, a, a theme like an intro theme to it yeah. like yeah, he's just got a good. nice calm presence and it's just it's very easy he to get does. right into it and it's hilarious i had a mom from my parish say you know if this is supposed to be for 
families, then he probably should have some toddlers like hanging on the counter, like asking him, <laughs> what's next? Can I help? Can I help? <laughs> it is a pretty calm kid. To, to see him actually working with toddler children would yeah, be yeah. hilarious. So anyway, Jeff, how about you? Shout uh, out. My shout out would go to the staff at a Catholic Charities in Northern Kansas. So uh, their office helped us organize a Happy Bottoms diaper drive that we uh, incorporated into our Teachers Institute in November. And our schools brought over $11,000 worth of diapers. And we did sizes uh, three, four, and five. So a lot of people donate to like the infant diapers when they give to Catholic Charities. So Catholic Charities like, can you see if you can get some bigger sizes? That's what we need. And so... Uh, to have over $11,000 worth of diapers, got a really nice email saying that's going to help them with their budget a lot. I mean, they filled almost their whole garage with the diapers that were donated. So a uh, great job on their part in helping us organize that. Hopefully we can make it a, a tradition with our schools at that teacher's institute that we're doing something for Catholic charities. Yeah, that's awesome. All right, we're going to move on to our next topic. It is our favorite family Christmas tradition. All right, so... Think back when you were young, or hopefully you still do it now. I guess that's what tradition means. It's still going on. So um, we're start with you, Father Jarrett. What's your favorite Christmas tradition? Yeah, ours was the entirety of Christmas Eve. So we did a, we would draw names, uh, and then throughout the season of kind of Advent, particularly pray and consider and shop for that particular person of our siblings. So we would draw names and then give like the the major gift on Christmas Eve. But it would all start off with we when we were kids we had the book it report book report uh, where you got the little personal pan pizza from and that was always a treat because we yep. didn't really eat out much so Christmas Eve became pizza from Pizza Hut <laughs> was the <laughs> the Christmas Eve tradition where people are doing turkeys and stuff we would always do pizza from Pizza Hut which was we were super excited about it and I, I so we still to this day continue to eat pizza on That's Christmas awesome. Eve. As a family, because of that original tradition. But then it would lead up to the gift giving and then ultimately culminate with Christmas Eve. Uh, we would go to Midnight Mass and sing in the choir for Midnight Mass. And it was awesome. Is it still Pizza Hut or are you guys? It is, uh, it is still Pizza Hut. We've wavered off of that, I think, once or twice, but have always come back to Pizza Hut. This podcast uh, is sponsored <laughs> by Pizza Hut. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, very good. All right. Uh, Bill, what's your favorite uh, so, family Christmas tradition? So mine was, uh, and again, I sometimes get beat up on this, but uh, there's a book called Santa and the Christ Child out there, and we would read this book, and, and the idea was... <laughs> Who beat you up on reading a well, book about Well, it's just Christ. mixing Santa oh. with teachings, blah, oh, okay. blah, blah. Okay. okay. But, uh, but anyway, it's kind of a neat story of where Santa himself loses focus of what the true meaning of Christmas is, and a young boy shows up and helps him um, get actually out on Christmas, and then at the end he says, we go to this place, and he ends up taking him to the manger scene. And, uh, and there's a line at the very end that I like, sometimes will still tear up as I, as I read it, um, but it just to remind you and remind the entire world that Christmas is about the birth of me. It's about the birth of Christ. Um, and so we did that as kids. It was just a good thing. My parents would always, that was kind of our battle of struggling between the secular world and the Catholic world. And so then when I started teaching, I actually took that into our classrooms and we would read that story. And then I would have all the kids in my class write a story using a, you know, a tradition or something with Christmas and they teaching the true meaning of Christmas. And, uh, and then on the last day before we break for Christmas break, I'd put on like a little fireplace thing on the TV and I'd make hot chocolate. And so then we would just sit around and tell Christmas stories. They'd read their stories, um, but trying to teach the true meaning of Christmas through a story. And so that, that's always one of my favorite traditions is, is that book. Oh man, that's pretty cool. 
It's way better than what I was going to say, I guess, <laughs> man. Um, no, I would probably say that um, my favorite Christmas tradition is probably Christmas morning mass. Um, just going as a family to mass, uh, we wake up, you know, it's not that we open all the presents right away or anything like that. We go to mass together as a family um, and then go back home, sit down, prepare breakfast, uh, kind of a brunch, and then get to opening presents. But there's something about knowing, hey, first thing we're going to do is we're going to mass together as a family. There you go. Cool. All right, our next topic, since we've talked about Father Frank Cody and we got food talk, and then we talked about pizza over here, um, let's, let's talk about what our favorite Christmas food or, or candy is. And uh, Father Jarrett, do you, uh, do you got one? Yeah, that's a tough one. There's lots of, lots of options. There's, my lots, mind, of, there's <laughs> lots of different <laughs> toppings you can put on my, pizza. My, that's right. My mind, actually, for some reason, I was in uh, the grocery store a couple days ago and saw the, the display of Christmas Reese's. Uh, Reese's trees, which there's a hierarchy of the Reese's candy and the seasonal, the seasonal. Uh, so I, I, where does the you tree might as well go through? I would say the tree us. is second to the egg. I would, the, I would agree with you. I think you're correct. It's yeah. probably my favorite, but both of those are above just the traditional cup. Yeah, and uh, at the very opinion. bottom though are the white chocolate ones they have. Yeah, like, if I opened up not. a. Christmas tree one, it was why I'm not eating it. Yeah, I don't eat those. I, yeah. don't, I, don't, I don't want almond bark or whatever that is. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, that was where my mind went first. But then I was like, oh, that's kind of lame to go to a, the actual commercial uh, candy. So then I was thinking, uh, Dora Liker, <laughs> shout out. I guess this is a shout out time. She was a parishioner in Munger when I was there. And she would make this cheese roll every year that she would give. And it was just like a cheese rolled up with some kind of cream cheese in the middle, but then it had like green chilies and like this sort of nacho Mexican like uh, center on it. So you would eat it with crackers and chips and anything like that. And it was absolutely amazing. And it's probably just a cheese ball. Well, it's like a cheese roll, but you can either cut it into rolls or just dip into it. But it was kind of like a cheese ball. I mean, you would dip, dip into it, but it was insanely good. And I miss it to be quite honest. <laughs> we'll see, we'll see if there's one that shows up on, <laughs> your, right. on your doorstep. Dora, could you please ship me a cheese roll? <laughs> <laughs> I bet you she might. Uh, I'm going to find this. Maybe. I'm going to Munger next time. It's, I, don't have any, I don't have a school in Munger, but I will make my way there, there just for this. So. There you go. Um, I, I think mine is, uh, I, I like old-fashioned candy. Uh, so sometimes it comes out and it's got like oh circles, like a, like a root beer barrel or a uh, no, not 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 like that. But there's kind of a specific Christmas mix that's oh. got kind of like circles with a flower in the middle, and then just a whole bunch of different ones. Some are like oh, peppermint, so. some are spearmint, some are different ones. But for some reason, I, I like them. Some other people don't really like that's them a whole all lot we had at, at all. My grandma's house, and I hate. Yeah, I don't like know. It, ribbon. Yeah. Did you have the yeah, ribbon? like ribbon candies oh, and those sort of things? Oh, like I, I like that. Uh, Oh, Bill, you are. Are you 87? <laughs> I might be. Father, visit you in a home this so week recently. I'm, uh, it's it's got a little nostalgic thing of like my fourth grade teacher during fourth. And we talked about him a long time ago on a podcast, uh, Mr. Flax. During Christmas season, he would actually put out a bowl of that kind of candy, and then we were able to go up and get that candy during class or something. When you got in trouble, it was a punishment. <laughs> it was yeah, probably... <laughs> old school. Old so school. anyway, so it still sticks in my mind, but it's actually hard to find sometimes. So my mother, who loves me dearly, will every once in a while pick me up a bag somewhere where she finds it, and, and I enjoy it. No one else eats it, so it, you know, it lasts for a while. So 
Okay. There you go. Okay. Jeff, what about you? Uh, I'm going to go with like the, the treats. That Boo. The, yeah. No matter what you were going to say, I was going to hiss. Uh, I would say the treats like the neighbors bring over. Like if I have a neighbor that brings me over like a Ziploc bag of puppy chow, that is, I don't even tell my son I have it. I literally <laughs> just go into that thing right away and will eat it all. And then he'll be like, how come I saw some in the trash? I have no idea what you're talking about. So be nicer to the neighbor's son. Maybe they'll hand it are to you, you. Are you a peanut butter or just a regular? Oh, uh, the peanut butter. Peanut butter. Okay. Yeah. I've come to even like, like Casey's has puppy chow like now, like, and they're just in plastic cups. I don't know how long they're sitting That's on the dangerous. counter. Oh, because I one time then looked at the calories on it and I was like, oh, you mean from Beloit to Salina? Just stopping at that Casey's. I just took in 1800 calories. <laughs> oh, yeah. man, you're going to have to run from Beloit to Salina. Yeah. But I will say, going back, like favorite Christmas food, there's been some times where uh, my mom will do a prime rib. Like very rarely do we ever get prime rib, but like... Christmas Eve, sometimes she'll do a prime rib, and it's you had me at prime rib. Yeah, it's phenomenal. <laughs> yeah, that's so, awesome. Very good. All right, now it is time for mystery envelope question. Envelope, um, envelope, envelope. Controversial. Controversial. <laughs> <laughs> so we got our envelope this time, and our question is: these are, these are always a mystery. Yeah, so, obviously, huh? always a mystery. Oh, it just happens to be a seasonal one this time. <laughs> Best Christmas gift you ever received. Best Christmas gift you ever oh. received. Man, that's tough. Yeah. Uh, so I think we're going to start with Bill. Oh, no, man, there, I don't even have you one. You came up off. with these questions. You have to have one. Um, <sighs> I, I can go while you're okay, thinking. Okay, yeah. Because I can think about it. There was nothing better than like waking up and seeing a bike. Like there was one Christmas I had a bike and it was, it was blue. Um, and it was next to the tree. Like, and I had two older sisters and I knew this blue bike wasn't theirs. It was mine. Like I was, I was so pumped. Uh, close second though, might've been a, a, a Bon Jovi tape I got as a five or six year old. <laughs> I don't know. I got as like a, a five or six year old. Like it was a, uh, it was probably 1987, 1988. And I got a, uh, like a recorder, like a tape player that also would record and then one tape with it. And I just remember uh, it was it was a Bon Jovi tape and I thought I thought John Bon Jovi was cool. Oh, yeah. that's so awesome. that's hilarious. So I, I I came up with mine the bike spurred me. Uh, we got a basketball goal one time and that was really cool. Cause first of all you came out there and it was wrapped and you, you understand what process that must have been. But uh, um, so, and then I spent a ton of time with that deal, but uh, I was so excited because we didn't have a basketball goal. And, uh, and so we got one. And so that's probably my favorite one ever. I have a memory of being the most excited for one. That's going to be hilarious. Well, not hilarious, but uh, it's going to probably seem lame. But we were big. We were big Star Wars figurine like collectors or whatever. As How did kids. I not know that till just now? What that well, you're a Star Wars guy? Well, I mean, I, we. The funny thing is, we weren't even like fanatics about the movies as much as just like the, the figures. The <laughs> little, it, uh, you were a Darth Vader fan. That's why you dress in black. That's all the time. absolutely why I became a priest <laughs> yeah. so I could dress like Darth Vader, <laughs> right? Uh, but one of the one of my Christmas Christmas gifts was the Ewok village. So it was this platform village with the trees and it had like four platform legs on it. And like, it had like these little hidden compartments and a slide and stuff. And it was like the coolest thing ever. And I wanted it so bad and didn't expect that I was going to get it. And, uh, I'm trying yeah. to find it right now. Yeah. I just want to see what it looks like. That's awesome. It was, it was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. We so. actually told our uh, son this year, um, there, it's not going to be Christmas gifts. We did a basketball goal for his birthday, and that's what he wanted, and it was more expensive than the basketball goal I got as a kid, and so, and he's been fine with it. 
probably yeah. until Christmas morning. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Uh, so, so I got to know then if we're going to go down the Star Wars thing just for a second. Have you watched all the new ones and... Do you have an opinion sure. of the new ones? Well, or? Oh, you mean like the new series and stuff that are like out on well, like uh, streaming? Well, like the three, and this is years back. Oh, like the ones that came out like I 99. mean, I watched Mandalorian and stuff like that, but you're talking about the three, like the Phantom Menace and that yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah. No, I mean, those are, nothing kind of measures up to the first, well, I say first three. Some some fanatic is going to be like, those are not the first three. <laughs> uh, the first three that were, re- re- were released as movies, uh, and so... Yeah, I don't think anything quite measures to me just the the making of those um, and and also just the timeline that they were on. Yeah, it's basically sorry like, for all yeah. of you. I guess you guys were not. You'll have to Google it. Yeah, we so Google uh, <laughs> vintage Star Wars Ewok Village. Kind of looks it. like a. It was insane. Some of the things we maybe might I'll say. put it on the podcast art. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, yeah we can put that on the. <laughs> so uh, I don't even remember. Oh yeah, so Star Wars. Um, but yeah, I've like watched some of the Mandalorian and stuff like that, the newer, the really new series stuff that I thought was pretty well done. So there you go. Okay, <laughs> different layers every time. There you go. <laughs> All right, Jeff. I think you. Uh... What? Oh, are we? Uh, oh, best Christmas gift I received. Oh, I answered that. Oh, next topic. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I'm like, come on. You I already talked so about it. You focused on trying to find what I the was trying Ewok to find the Ewok was. Village. So, uh, all right, calling all prayer warriors. It's time to rally the prayer warriors. All right, guys, what are some things you see around the diocese that uh, you think needs prayers or that you're praying for? Uh, we're going to start with Bill. I think uh, my prayer uh, would be for all those, because uh, as soon as we get through Christmas, we're looking towards January 1st and the new year, and, and a lot of people try to do New Year's resolutions, those sort of things. Um, so I think let's pray for all the people who are saying, hey, I'm going to make a change. I'm going to do something different. I'm going to, you know, it takes a lot of strength to change a habit and those sort of things. So I say, let's pray for all those people that they may be successful in their uh, New Year's resolutions. Those are really tough ones. Uh, mine's going to be for our priests. I know Advent season, Christmas season, it's it's a lot. You know, all of us are, how many masses? What fits my schedule? Because I'm busy doing this, and I got a Christmas concert this night, so I hope the church has a mass that'll fit my schedule. And so, um, Father Jared, I pray for you and your your brother priest um, during this season, because I know times are really, really busy, and um, as you try to be there for all of us. That's a great point. I thought at first you were just sucking up to all the priests, but no, I was like, no, no that's a great point. I think, man, when I look in our, our parish bulletins, and you just see the calendar of events that it comes down, I mean, it's a lot. You know, I mean, it's a, it's a ton, and they're, you're you're always on, you know, twenty four seven. So um, just know that you're always in our prayers. Oh, it's funny. It's kind of funny too. This week is the the Immaculate Conception. I know, maybe not timeline is when this is released, but uh, it's kind of a almost a precursor too. So it's in December. It's a couple of weeks ahead of time, but it's another it's another solemnity where we have to get celebrate to. a mass. <laughs> For every parish, we get to celebrate a mass for every parish. So we were just going through, okay, yeah, this week we've got a lot of Wednesday evening and Thursday masses in the evening as well as the morning. Uh, and so this week is kind of, yeah, inundated in terms of the calendar with that. So, But uh, my prayer would be, as we have talked a lot about, as you guys have really pushed uh, in the Family Life Office um, is just the the reality of prayers this time of year. As much as you're praying for priests, which we need it, um, 
that we as priests and as a diocese are praying for families and just how many, I think, bombardments are happening to families to try to s stretch them, to tear them apart, division. Uh, I just become more and more aware of the, of the reality of division within families. And so just special prayer of unity within families, especially in this holiday time of year to be uh, praying for the unity of our families. It's, it's beautiful. Speaking of which, you want to lead us in prayer? Let's pray. We have here a Christmas prayer. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. O sweet child of Bethlehem, grant that we may share with all our hearts in this profound mystery of Christmas. Put into the hearts of men and women this peace for which they sometimes seek so desperately and which you alone can give to them. Help them to know one another better and to live as brothers and sisters, children of the same Father. Reveal to them also your beauty, holiness, and purity. Awaken in their hearts love and gratitude for your infinite goodness. Join them all together in your love and give us your heavenly peace. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to episode 12 of Three Bald Guys. Please be sure to check back in January as we discuss what New Year's resolutions we've all failed on already. So <laughs> we wish your family a very Merry Christmas from the Three Bald Guys.